0: Before you listen to this podcast i just wanted to apologize we ran into a little audio issue so you might notice or you definitely will notice a an annoying background noise we didn't really notice it until we finished the pod so we're going to make sure it is gone for the next one but bear with it so sorry once again episode 15 here we go
1: Hello, everybody. We are back. This is the Just Saying podcast. Jack and I are here to bring you some content on the NBA, maybe some UFC action, really quick before we get into some NFL talk. So, I mean, just looking at the NBA standings right now, it's kind of kind of a crapshoot. I didn't really expect some of the teams to be where they're at. I would um, agree.
0: Look, to give context, it's January twenty seventh. Oh, I apologize. Twenty twenty two. Just so you know where we're at on the season. Um, I would agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're gonna dive in some NBA real quick before we get into the bulk of the podcast. You pick a topic. Let's start, and let's just go. From, we'll go from there.
1: Okay. I mean, I think the most obvious thing to talk about right now in the Eastern Conference has to be Joel Embiid. Oh, this, unbelievable! Is uh, this it, past month? I think he's been averaging just around forty points. He um,
0: might be the best player in the NBA right now, uh, yeah. r- right? The second. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I personally think that. Anytime Kevin Durant is able to play basketball in full speed, he's the best player in the world. Uh, But in the league right now, I don't know who's more impressive to watch on a nightly basis: Embiid, Jokic, or I mean, LeBron. Right now is going crazy. So I would say uh, those three are probably Mm -hmm. the three best uh, three best players right right this second in 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 these past ten days. Yeah, not to diverge, but doesn't Jokic have the best plus minus ever? I don't know if that's actually a fact, but Jokic is very, very good. He's, yeah. He's unbelievable to watch. I actually love watching him. And I can't wait for this team to get Jamal Murray back. Yeah, that'll be that's, very That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks that they have this, I don't want to say wasted season, because, you know, they're still obviously in the playoff line. They will be in the playoffs. Uh, but it's hard to look at the Western Conference, especially with the Suns and the Warriors seeming like the two, you know, clearing away uh, best teams. I, I think if the Nuggets had Jamal Murray, they'd be right up there in that mix, for yeah. sure. I don't I know agree. what
1: you think. I, no, I agree with you. I think if you, whenever you add like that all-star player back, yeah. I mean, there might be some chemistry issues right off the rip, but I think he'll elevate him for sure, especially because they do have uh, Aaron Gordon, right, who yep. was a, an addition last year who's been very good for them as well. So that should be very interesting. It's going to mix up the West a little bit more than it already is, um, similar to the East. But... Back to uh, Embiid. Let's talk. Let's back, talk. Him yeah, down. back to Embiid. So I just pulled up the stats. So he is the past five games. He's averaging forty point four points, eleven point eight rebounds, and three point eight assists a game. Which on, by the way, fifty six point five percent shooting, and then forty seven point one three point percentage, which is that, pretty wild.
0: That is very very impressive. Honestly, I, I think also what I've noticed in the glimpses I've caught is uh, Tyrese Maxey's come along. Like he's he's a very very like good like solid NBA point guard at this point in his career and he's what he's 21 yeah super young and I,
1: dude, honestly that's kind of a trend that I've been seeing throughout the league. like you think about the Cavs um, mm-hmm.
0: Darius Garland's been playing extremely well um, Colin but, Sexton was developing until that that injury but right. he was a top 10 pick so it was as expected
1: and then you can also think like again as expected like you just said you have LaMelo who
0: Lonzo's coming well. to his own Anthony Edwards Julius Randle, a lot of people can go back and forth. But, yeah. I mean, that's a guy that got an M V P vote. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of young players showing up, which is kinda of good to see. It's good for the league. W- wait, let's let's talk Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think mm-hmm. we so we've talked on we've touched on it in terms of like, you know, who would go if one were a trade. I think it, it was Jalen Brown that we kinda came to a consensus. But yeah. uh they had their they had a little bit of a struggle and now they've kinda turned it on a little. I don't know if like I don't know if it's really meaningful. However, they've they've looked better the past couple of weeks. I mean, uh-huh. uh, Tatum's, what, he just dropped 51, like, four nights ago, th- three nights ago. Yeah. And he's, I would guess he's probably averaging 30 or 27, 28 in the last 10 games. Last five games, he's averaging 30 and a half. There you go. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's playing unreal. Yeah, he, He's averaging 27.3 in the month of January. I mm-hmm. mean, that's spectacular. Yeah, that's, uh, that's insane. But... They're, they're, they're starting to come along. I'm curious to see how this all ends because if you look at the standings, like we said when we talked about the NBA, was that two weeks ago, that there's a lot of room for movement in a, in a matter of a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. The NBA is very dynamic. It's yeah. a very dynamic sport,
0: like in the game
1: itself and then also throughout the season. Injury can change a lot of things. Um, just playing better can change a lot of things. Chemistry finally uh, clicking together with teams. So, like you were saying, I mean, we have the Celtics at the eight seed, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte at seven, Sixers at six, which is kind of weird because we just mentioned Joel has been playing so yeah. well. Um, then Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Chicago, and the Heat have the one seed. And let's see, so there's half a game. So between the first seed and the sixth seed, there's only two and a half games difference. So, I mean, that could be a week span where the Sixers rock it up to the top of the list. In
0: two weeks, the Sixers could be the one seed, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, why don't you... I actually didn't even know today, so I will just pose the exact same question Mm -hmm. just so we can jump around a little bit. Um, The Nets. Yep. So, KD's out. Mm -hmm. Kyrie is a part-time player for all practical purposes. And James Harden has kind of caught his flame, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's looking... He's looking much like Houston Rockets' James Harden. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I really didn't understand what all this talk was about James Harden might get traded, James Harden trade talk. Um, you wanna just break it down? Because I I, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be traded, he for sure is not gonna be traded this season. Yeah, um,
1: and the Nets have come out and said that, I think yeah. officially, that they don't wanna trade him. But yeah, just to I mean, answer your question, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but yeah, so I think the report that I saw just said that James Harden really doesn't like living in Brooklyn. Uh, he gets kind of frustrated at the city itself, um, doesn't enjoy his time there. I, I'm sure he enjoys playing with the team he's on, you know, because how couldn't you? With, yeah. uh, all that talent. Um, so he's not happy with the city. And then um, what was the other point that I made? I think... Oh, it's Kyrie. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Sorry. But yeah, and he was just frustrated that Kyrie is like Jack mentioned a part-time player. I mean, it must be kind of frustrating to have that inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Not really Kyrie's fault. I mean, you can go back and forth on whose yeah. fault it really is. But it would be frustrating, I'm sure, to have yeah. one of the world's best players only playing part-time.
0: I mean, 100%, I so, mean, imagine if like your coworker was coming, you know, in, yeah. coming in 12 hours a week, 15 hours a week and, yeah. you're, and you're doing the, the bulk of the work. Mhm. So, but. something to watch. What do you think? This is a very uh, you know, like big picture question. How do you think this ends in them? It? It's, it's so hard to project out. I mean, you could tell me right now that they win the ring this year and all three players are on a different team next year. And, I mean, that, how could I say you're wrong? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, how do you think this is ending? And, so, and let me, you can start off by answering do they win a ring? With this group they have right now, with the three, the three. with the three core players, um, or two of the three.
1: I mean, if healthy, this season I think they have a really good chance. Obviously, they have three of the best top twenty players in the league, top fifteen players in the league. So I think they have a very
0: very good chance to do so. Um, but do you think so? Like, on, on, just projecting. How do you think this ends? Like, when you close your eyes, what do you see? How do you see the, this falling apart? Because I don't see these three guys retiring as a Brooklyn yet. No. Uh,
1: Harden, I mean, he's already kind of voiced his disapproval of the team of the city, so I think he'll move on. He'll go somewhere. I think the um, uh, Ben Simmons trade is a very viable option for him because, I, I mean, it kind of works out, cap space and that kind of stuff. Um, Kyrie, I think you told me today, said if he gets traded, he's just going to retire.
0: I think that's what he threatened in the past. I don't know if his mo- if his opinion has changed. Yeah, which
1: I think honestly, at this point in time, it'd probably be best to move on from Kyrie in the first place, just because he has kind of been that distraction. Yeah. Um, even if he's not meaning to be a distraction, but I think if they moved on from him, got a piece, so that I mean a good piece too that could actually play full time, that would really aid their chances in winning the uh, the finals. But we'll see. I'm not. I'm not too sure though. I'm not too sure they'll win it this year because it seems like um, there's been some injuries and some inconsistencies, like I just mentioned. So I'm not sure if they'll win it this year. And if they don't win it this year, I'm not sure Harden will be there next year. Yeah, I,
0: this is just a, a big picture projection. I think that after the the end of Katie's contract, which is next year, I believe it was his last year, mm-hmm. I believe that he will be playing for the Wizards alongside Bradley Beal. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: I like that, actually, yeah. going home. That's pretty cool.
0: I think that would be the final chapter. That, I'd actually really like to see that, to be yeah. honest. And and I think that if the Wizards, because in that situation, they wouldn't have to trade for him, assuming they can right. sign him in free agency. If they can keep some of those, I mean, the Kuzmas, the the uh, uh, KCPs, you know, those kind of players yeah. around, just the, the depth. I think they might have a shot. I mean, they still have young pieces like, uh, Rue, I don't even know how to say his name, Rory, Rue, Hachimura, Hachimura, yeah. and um, they don't have Troy Brown anymore. They they moved him. Uh, moved Chicago, yeah. uh, Dinwiddie, Harold. Yep. I'm thinking of who's the who's their other young guy. Um, it's the center. It's the yeah. You loved him. I remember you were super high on him
1: uh, last playoff run when. He was having a great oh, Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah,
0: There's their center. So I think that if they can keep some of this depth, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun pairing. Yeah, I would also. I would also just like to say Thomas Bryant
1: before he got hurt was playing very fabulously. Well. Uh, um, they also have Cord Kisper who's. Uh, well, at least in college, he was. was a freshman. Like, a sharpshooter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll ask you this question: So Brad Beal, I think, is a free agent after this year. Do mm-hmm. um, you think he'll still be there? I know he's worked yes. in the past that he, you know, he kind of likes the whole like loyalty, want like my legacy type type vibe to him. But like, I mean, at some point, I think I agree, but I think yes, do you think it's still be there in two years.
0: Yeah, still, yeah. I think that. Quite honestly, I think that actions are. you I mean, like, your actions speak louder than words. It's. I mean, the guy who's said he might consider leaving for so many years it's kind of like the dame thing like he's saying you might consider leaving leaving we'll do it like he hasn't done it you know what Mm -hmm. I mean he's he's continued to to play there and choose to play there so I I think he loves playing there I I don't I I can't say that he's going to retire with the Wizards but I would for sure think that he signs his next contract with the Wizards especially with the way things are looking a little brighter yeah yeah I actually listened to a Uh, Woj podcast with him on it
1: Mm -hmm. that dropped a couple days ago I think and they were kind of talking about his future and that and then he said kind of what you said kind of similar he said that he loves playing um, in DC loves the fan base um, but I think he was going to evaluate his options I think he was saying and then Mm -hmm. kind of come back and talk to the team but he he was saying the uh, GM is very open with him about it and was happy to move him if he wants and I think that that kind of comforts him so he can stick around you know
0: well let me just say, also, just another take on top of this. If the Wizards have a number two or even a number one in the case of, of Kevin Durant being there, and it's Bradley Beal and another superstar player, Kyle Kuzma's a damn good number three. You think? He's turned into a damn good number three, in my opinion. Let me uh, go look at his statistics. I don't even know how he's been playing to be. He's, he's been, playing been playing well. He's been playing surprisingly well. 15 and well. a half. He's been playing Nine, surprisingly well, and he's three. playing efficiently. He's got to get his percentages up in terms of shooting, but yeah. he's had a couple games where I've been like, there's no way that's the same player I was watching in LA.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of, it has been a drastic flip. He looks a lot more confident, and I wonder, like, what changes that in the player? Does a change of scenery is sometimes good, like uh, the case with Brandon Ingram said he was, like, depressed all the time in yeah. LA, so...
0: Maybe it's been good for him being somewhere else. Who knows? But, yeah, he has, now that I'm looking at his numbers, he's had, he has definitely improved. He's is. become a totally different player. He mm-hmm. plays, all, like, all three dimensions. He's rebounding. I mean, he's had a couple. I know he had one 20-rebound game. I don't know if he's had multiple, but he had one, like, 20-and-20 20 20 game. Just being active. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably rebounding, like, 11 or 12 rebounds a game, in, the, in at least in the, the past couple stretch. But Let's see, yeah. So for the past five games, he's been averaging 10-and-a-half rebounds. Yeah, I'm so I, I'm actually kind of excited about that one
1: yeah that'd be interesting and like you were mentioning earlier they do have they actually do
0: have pretty good deck they do right now they do yeah and I think uh Brad Beal actually on that podcast
1: said the same thing they have really good depth and you can lean on a lot of those guys so that's kind of nice they just got to
0: make another slot yeah and and a lot of that comes from uh, uh, Bert or know what, what's his name the, the, the bike Davis, guy. Davis yeah, Bertons, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah to flip though to the other side so we can wrap up our NBA talk. The Suns stay hot. Mm -hmm. They're 9-1 in their last 10. I mean, same old story as it has been. They're probably the most consistent, well-rounded, like, you know, ten-year team in the NBA. The Warriors playing well, but Steph is not playing. Steph has had an atrocious past month. Yeah, he's not playing well at all. Curious to see how that shakes out. And the Grizzlies are still hot. Grizzlies are hot.
1: Like, I was just going to mention, too, looking at the Western Conference as compared to the East, there's so much more um, variability between the teams in terms of games behind the yeah. first seed it's actually crazy well this is the Suns are just plowing
0: through the yeah. season
1: yeah I mean and that I think that should make fans absolutely respect what the Warriors did in 2016 because the Suns are 38-9 and the Warriors obviously went 73-9 and like that that's actually just wild 72-72 yeah
0: 73-9 yeah, yeah. that's crazy it's super, uh, super, super weird. And kind of for that. them to do it, I mean, multiple years in a row, getting, you know, top seed. Or t- I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. But also, that goes back to, like, the old saying with the Warriors that their issue was that they would get bored in the regular season. Yeah. But let's see how this ends. I don't, I don't really know what I think about the Suns going into a, into a playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone's pretty healthy on that team, and I think we've talked about it before, too and I, I always bring this up but chemistry is so good on that team just because they kind of returned everybody and it's yeah. obviously been paying off but um, I'm not sure if you mentioned this uh, on our last NBA podcast but I think you had brought up that there could be an Aiton trade which would be pretty pretty interesting considering their bigs have been playing well for them um, with I mean Aiton of course too has been but their uh, their backups so that would be very interesting to see how that would shake up the team
0: that would be. I think now that I think about it, I think maybe this year because they have he's a restricted free agent this off season, mm-hmm. so I could see a sign and trade next off season. Okay. If they were to do it this season, I'd, this off season, I'd be a little surprised. Now being two weeks ahead of when we made those projections, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's something to watch. I do not think that Aiden will be with the Suns long term personally. Yeah. But the last thing we should touch on though, Anthony Davis, the return. Anthony Davis is back. Uh... Lakers are sitting at the ninth seed, which obviously
1: not good. 24 and 24. Pretty funny to think about. Um, But, I mean, at any moment they could really turn it around. Like Jack said, LeBron's having one of his best statistical years ever, uh, which is pretty crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Averaging 29.1, 7.7, 6.3 for the season. And the last five games, 30 points flat across the board eight rebounds and five assists the the scoring
0: has been insane it's
1: it's been really good very noticeable
0: uh i think
1: he's going to be out tonight against the sixers because he has had a heavy workload but russell westbrook starting to pick it up a little bit and get more comfortable in that offense which is very nice to see hopefully that continues with 80 back on the floor, and hopefully 80 can start to make jump shots
0: yeah we really really need to see 80 start making jump shots that's going to be a big key for them to uh, start
1: making runs. But it'll be nice to have him back for, especially for defensive, um, you know, plays. Because even in that game against the Nets, although they didn't have Kyrie or KD, he was blocking shots all over the place, which was so awesome to see. 100%. Um, but yeah, so we'll see if they're going to be able to make a push uh, after the All
0: Star break. Um, maybe start it beforehand, so that that should be pretty interesting. Sweet. I, I got one more thing that we will leave it with the NBA. You know what team I'm actually really excited to see in the play-in or the, the playoffs? is the Timberwolves. I can't tell you why, but I just think that Anthony Edwards has, like, that magic to him where that that's just a guy that I see in a playoff game playing the best game of his life. You know what I mean?
1: Wasn't, uh... Didn't he have that... 40 point game no assists which is like the first player to do that since Kobe Bryant that was his last game yeah, yeah that, that was two nights ago so wild
0: 40 points zero assists nine rebounds three blocks three steals
1: that just seems like such an Anthony Edwards game that, I don't know why it's just so funny to me that's insane on 39 minutes too 39 minutes yeah that's so wild and there's been a lot of stuff like, like again back to like What I was talking about with the young players that are kind of thriving, like that's just another clear example. And one I really want to talk about very quickly—that's also in the Western Conference—that I kind of spaced about. Deontay Murray's been playing really well for the Spurs. Yeah, he's insane. Because the team is just so bad, like no one really knows about it, um, because they are two spots outside of the ten seed. But like, I think in uh, January he was averaging like twenty-five, eight and nine on fifty percent shooting, which like really good to see in your young potential star especially after an injury but
0: I just wanted to bring that to attention because he needed just some recognition as well I would agree and the last thing my last statement before we uh, close this off and go into the NFL Anthony Edwards born in 2001 Dude, I
1: hate that <laughs> I actually hate that it makes me feel so incompetent athletically it's unbelievable Crazy. thanks for ruining my day <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're back So we're gonna dive right back into the NFL. We've been gone for two weeks now. This is exactly two weeks. So we've we've missed a lot. Mm -hmm. We honestly we just messed up last week in in, in getting a a pot out to catch up on the NFL. But let's just sum it all up. Starting with the wild card round. Started off with actually maybe the best game of the weekend of that weekend. Yep. I think you could say the Niners Cowboys game might have been better. That's kind of just at that at that point it was just it was just more competitive. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just did you want to see like the late game maybe from Dallas or did you just like the the Raiders Cincinnati game was was back and forth all the way till the end, mm-hmm. which unfortunately ended with Cars first playoff game throws the pick at the goal line, which ends it. I thought they had it. Well, there was that questionable whistle that that kind of screwed them. You know that it's. I actually totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was interesting. My here's my take on it. I think that regardless of the whistle being blown in that situation, the exact same result was going to happen, and there was going to be a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. However, by, if you're just going to like not apply the rules in like a certain instance, it's like kind of it's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like an arbitrary, you know, non-application of the rule. So. I would agree. I would say that that's that is BS, and they should have ran that. They should have ran that play back, and for all we know, that exact same thing could have happened again. But still, they should have ran that back. But the Bengals are now in the conference championship.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you can't um, you can't lean on that whistle and say, oh, we would have won if the, yeah. you know if you're the Raiders. But like you said, two
0: weeks later. The Bengals in the conference championship, which is pretty wild to think about. It is insane. I I gotta say, like I mean, I think the Bengals are are one of those teams that everyone can't help but root for. Yeah, of I course. mean, Joe Burrow's so so sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase, very cool. T. Higgins, an unbelievable wide receiver too. The defense played really well. That uh, Mike Hilton uh, pick was very very timely this yep. past weekend. But you know, I I, I struggle. We'll get to the conference championship. Actually, let's yeah. wait. Let's wait we're, there. Let's we're go and build our way up. Yeah, let's let's wait there. So I would agree. I think that the Raiders got a little robbed, but it is what it is. It is yep. and, it, and it goes to show you that the Bengals, for the Bengals' case, uh, projected to be last in their division. Projected six and a half wins or six wins. I'm sorry. Um, I'd say I'd just like to say the Bears throttled them week two. So if if they happen to beat the Chiefs, which we'll get to, Bears should have went to the Super Bowl. Well, That's all that means. Then I'll add the Cardinals in the regular season were 3-1 and one against the Niners and the Rams. There you go. 2-0 <laughs> uh, uh, and o against the Niners. But I will – last thing I will say about the Bengals in just their story, draft playmakers and just draft guys that make plays that nobody else can make. And in the case of Jamar Chase, he's – one of the more ridiculous talents I've seen in a long time.
1: He was absolutely slippery. Like, the yeah. corners just couldn't even stick with him. He was just basically
0: getting whatever he wanted.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of... Although it wasn't to the scale that I had predicted when we were talking about who was going to win that game,
0: um, I knew that he was going to kind of have himself a day. Like, there was yeah. no way he wasn't, you know? The Raiders didn't have the facilities to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to, to really stop him. Yeah, exactly. But, so. And talking about lack of facilities... The Patriots had zero facilities oh my gosh. to stop the, the Bills, which seemed to be a common theme. Let me just get it out of the way. Patriots, the Eagles, the Steelers, and the Cardinals had no business being on the field during those games. It was, it was a
1: pretty boring football weekend. I mean, yeah. unless you were cheering for the teams that were winning. But yeah, exactly. It, dude, like, it, was, it was tough to watch just because you wanted to see some competition. You wanted some um, kind of playoff
0: action. But and that's, that's why a lot of people are bringing up whether this playoff format is good. Oh, the, yeah. The more games doesn't always mean the better result. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could say the same thing about the college football playoff, yeah. So I, I don't know if I disagree. hmm However, uh, it is just – like, I think that going forward, this might not be a good indication – but we're not far away from a team like the Bengals being the seventh seed and mm-hmm. going to the conference championship. So we'll see it happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> I mean in the NFL too, obviously everyone in the league is
0: professional. So anything can happen on any given Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, whenever they're playing, you know. Exactly. I and mean, so and in in this division, I mean in this conference championship, do we have two six seeds? Were the Bengals a sixth seed? Uh, I believe they were. Unless I Let's oh no! I'm sorry. They, they they were not. They won their division. Oh, oh, that's right. But the, the Niners yeah. are the 60, So, yeah. who knows? But, Bills, Patriots. Yeah. Not really game. much to recap. No, I mean they won.
1: The Bills won by thirty. Uh, Patriots got some kind of like feel good points at the end there. Mac Jones was just getting throttled. It was a cold, cold game in Buffalo. Kind of to be expected. Yep. Yeah. But Josh Allen, five touchdowns in that game. That was the, the perfect game. He had such a good game. They didn't punt the ball once. No, I mean, Matt Hawk, ASU legend, didn't see the field for, what, like three straight games
0: or something? Ridiculous. Which is so insane to think about. But, uh, yeah, that game wasn't too fun to watch. Not fun. Yeah. And then same with the, the – I woke up Sunday super happy for the second day. I was like, you know, the way it ended, that was a blowout, but it was fun to see the Patriots get blown out. Yeah. I was uh, I was at a sports bar for that one. 90% of the crowd rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> me, and my, me and my brother and as well, he's rooting for the Bills great time uh woke up very disappointed yeah <laughs> that was not a fun game to watch yeah i mean
1: bucks just kind of dismantled the eagles i thought the eagles would have a better chance mm-hmm. uh especially because they had been so productive running the ball but i mean like you had mentioned i think when we talked about it tom brady in
0: the first round yep. you're probably not going to be tom brady in the first round. And i to prove that. This was a costly win though. They lose they well, they lose Tristan Wirfs mm-hmm. and then Brian Jensen gets rolled up on. Yeah. Um so that definitely did come back to bite him. So a costly win for the Bucks. And we'll get to Brady in a little bit. And what and what might have been his final win, I don't think it will be. Uh but Niners Dows, that was probably I mean, that was obviously the best game of that day. Yeah. Probably one of the most bizarre endings I've seen to a playoff game. I mean, what a Death waste? like ten seconds just running, and then they try to get to the line to spike it. Was, it. it was thirteen seconds, or twelve seconds, I think. Left well, on the, the clock. Yeah,
1: and then uh, the the ref kind of bumps into him and has to place the ball
0: down because they were trying to hike it, and it just was. It was very messy. It was. Well, first, I think first of all, the Cowboys did not do enough to win that game to like say like oh we got robbed mm-hmm. like they they did not play well at all yeah they didn't wake up to the fourth quarter but I think you know I really don't even know because I don't I don't even know I think that it was just such incompetency on so many different levels there was the Dak run where he should have just slid maybe like five yards sooner he just kept running which yeah. I mean I get you want to get the closest field goal possible but right like, you got to have some awareness of like how many how many seconds it's going to take to clock it also you got to get the ball to the ref that's the first instinct no one got the ball to the ref they just got under center
1: mm-hmm.
0: the ref also he was very delayed he was very behind the play i don't really know how to like how to uh, think about it but if you watch the play dak is probably like 5 yards downfield and he's like oh, i got to start moving <laughs> he's like i got to start moving pretty fast <laughs> and he was very very late to get there but he was also
1: shocked that Dak had not slid at the yeah.
0: point. Yeah, but like, how do you? I mean, you can't blame the ref. You can't say oh, the refs robbed us. Yeah, that, no. there was just so many different factors that I think. I mean, in, let me just add on top of that. Did you notice on that uh, on that last run play that Dak had that uh, they had a man wide open underneath? I don't I don't remember who it was, but someone was just wide open. They could have just thrown a little little like a little slant and just taken like six seconds off the clock to get five yards. I did not notice that. That's tough, though, I think, like... Because it was obviously a designed run. Yeah, but, like... For it, but if you saw it... The defense was just so far off. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the wide o- middle of the field was wide open. I just It just didn't really make... S- that call didn't truly make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. End game, you're going to call your quarterback to
1: run straight up the middle. If it win, just didn't, it didn't mean, make a lot of sense. Yeah, passing the ball, you, in, you get an incompletion, then it's an incompletion it stops the clock, you know? At least you can have another down. But, yeah, that was just kind of bad play calling in that situation, but it is what it is. I mean, for the Niners, though, um, Garoppolo didn't have the biggest game, but you don't really have to, and Debo Samuel's on your team. No. Uh, he is, you know, I didn't realize when I was watching that game how, like, stout he is. He's a big dude. Yes. And he just bounces off people and keeps running, which is, like, so rare for a wide receiver especially. He really, like, embraces that running back role. He's been like a truck. Yeah, it's very fun to watch him play. Um, He almost kind of has taken that Cordero Patterson role as the... Very early, yeah. Yeah, the season kind of has progressed. So, super cool to see. I mean, he's going to be a threat in the conference championship, like Jack said, we'll talk about um, in a second. But, yeah, he's just a phenomenal
0: player. Yeah, I would say he's probably one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL.
1: 100%. And luckily he's been healthy this year for the most part. I know, like, in the past, his uh, downfall has been that uh, he keeps getting hurt,
0: but... Yeah, but just another Dallas team that falls apart in the playoffs. Underperforms, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Underperforms is a very good word. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chiefs, Steelers, another non- non-competitive non game. Started uh, weird. Started really weird. It started very fun with the... TJ Watt Yeah, touchdown. with the f- TJ Watt fumble return for touchdown. Um, but the, the Chiefs got a hold of it really quickly, and then it was just unwatchable at that point.
1: Yeah, I just kept thinking of the Ben Roethlisberger uh, interview that you showed me yeah. which is so funny. Like, Exactly. You have to wonder if he actually meant what he was saying <laughs> in those words but um, what he said actually happened. So. Exactly. He was he was not lying. Yeah. He was not lying. The Chiefs got on top of him quick after that first touchdown and there was no looking back after that. I think, I think uh, Mahomes had four touchdowns in that game, right? Yeah, that was a... Uh, I mean, they just...
0: They took care of business very quickly. Yeah,
1: I mean that—that that was to be expected too, especially with the Steelers being the seventh seed. I think most definitely that game would have been more entertaining if Herbert and the Chargers were playing them. A little bit agree. more offense, at least from the Chargers. Um, I can't say their defense would have stopped what the Chiefs were doing, but nonetheless, kind of a boring game. Kind of went with the flow of the the weekend uh, generally. So,
0: yeah, and uh, oh man, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, Big Ben retired today? Yep. Big Ben, ben retires. So, the, the, the end of a, uh, The 4 era. Actually, a pretty crazy Hall of Fame career. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he won a lot of games. A lot of games. <laughs> they in, played in a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah, he did. So, pretty crazy. But, and then we finally get to the uh, get to the unfortunate ending. I'm, I'm
1: going to just kind of give you the floor for this one. I'm going to set you up a little bit, though. So, that Monday game, you were in L.A., with your brother went to LA you happened to secure season or not season passes excuse me field passes and were able to meet one of your lifetime idols Mr. Chandler Jones yep walk us through that experience
0: that was actually really crazy this is probably the most entertaining part to talk about considering (laughs) the game was was not fun from the get go um so basically yeah my brother got hooked up through his his company somehow some way for some field passes uh we were told like a day before, so I was super super juiced up. Just yeah. thinking about it, I didn't think it was real. Of course, and uh, we get to the stadium first time at SoFi, which insane stadium.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. it's it's
0: too big. It's honestly too big. It's scary big. Really, it's That's funny. It, it, there's way. T- it's just way too much. But uh, we got there and we were we met at some booth and by, and at any rate, like I kind of expected, just like based upon like getting onto the field of an NFL stadium, they would like walk you and like put you down an elevator and like take you out. But they kind of just like sent us down an escalator and we're just like, just go down there. And so we like went down and then some girl like, right the second we stepped off, some girl like walks up and like grabs us and just like takes us to another door, down another escalator. And we like get off the escalator and no one's like telling us anything on where to go. And we keep having to ask people. And it's like, we're like elaborate. Yeah, and we're, like, showing them the sticker we have. And, like, some of them have no clue what the sticker even means mm-hmm. or where to send us. So that, it was kind of weird, but at the same time, it was, like, very weirdly organized, if that makes sense. Because, yeah. like, we would go down an escalator, and then someone would, like, come out of nowhere and tell us to go this way. But after, like, the fourth escalator, we just, like, went through a door, and we were, like, in the tunnel. Just having to be there. Yeah, and then we went on the field. Uh, watched some some uh, stretching. Saw Ertz was the first player I saw up close. That's super cool. Biggest guy, like so big. Yeah, it's crazy. It was it was it was next level being next to those kind of guys. Oh right, yeah, size wise. But at any rate, to to fast forward through it, because this is actually the only entertaining part of of the, of the day. <laughs> Take your time. Man. Uh, <laughs> I uh, my brother and I were we're about to leave. They told us because we had to get off thirty minutes before the uh, the game started, and. Before we were gonna leave, my brother put us like right because the the defense was starting to huddle right in front of us, and my brother was like, "Okay, let's take a picture right here in front of them because they're probably like ten yards behind us." Mm-hmm. And so we take pictures, and in the pictures, Chandler Jones is right over our shoulder, uh, like just stretching, like like warming up, messing around. And on the last picture, he like looks over and you can he's like looking up in the crowd or whatever. And then after that my brother starts videoing it because we start like yelling Chandler Chandler and he looks at us and right when he looks at us, I just put my hand out and uh, he just starts walking over to me. And I was like, ah, oh, this is, this is the most I mean, insane thing. This is, is unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, walks over, this is all on video, walks over, like uh, says, what's up? Asks if we have the right Jersey on, we yeah. show him our Cardinals Jersey. And then uh, we asked if we can take a picture. Super nice guy. Massive, yeah. Uh, and took a picture. He was super chill about it, everything. And then we left. And then we come to realize in the picture right before we're taking in front of Chandler Jones, there's a little sign I'm gonna show it to you right now. Uh, say not to yeah, yeah, talk to the players. Exactly. It's yeah. So funny. It's like uh, hold on. Let me find the. <laughs> it, it says. Hold on. I gotta zoom in right. Guests are not permitted to interact with players, coaches, or training staff at any time. That's so lame. <laughs> and then it's just me writing for a Jones. But, uh, sorry, I, I literally just walked you through a play-by-play because that was more entertaining than a game.
1: Well, I thought it was funny because I was sitting at home waiting for this game to come on. And, you know, Jack sent me photos like, oh, these are our seats. Oh, like, look at the field. Like, yeah. we're on the field. And it just slowly started to escalate. And all of a sudden it's like, Randomly, picture with Chandler Jones. I was like, "What?" And it was the video of him walking up. I was like, "Dude, that's so insane!" And I also think it was funny uh, to just to note that you were on the Rams side. Yeah, exactly. Which is
0: why you had shirts covering your Cardinals jersey, which is why Chandler had to ask. Which is just so funny. Exactly. We. I forgot to. Yeah, I forgot to tell that. So part of the rules for us going to the the sideline thing because it was obviously Rams game on the Rams side, Uh, couldn't wear any Cardinals gear. That's so dumb. So stupid. So soft. Couldn't wear any Cardinals gear. Had to throw a hoodie over the Cardinals jersey, and everybody on the sidelines was a Rams fan, wearing like all sorts of OG Rams jerseys from like St. Louis. All kind of crazy. Those are the only people I respect. Yeah, I I respect St. Louis Rams Rams jerseys and hats. I very much respect. Um, But it was just hilarious because we were yelling at every Cardinals player we could see, and these guys were just looking around. What do they do? Like, why are they here? Yeah, but. Very cool. They, I, I bet a lot of Rams fans were pretty confused when Chandler Jones walked up to us.
1: Yeah, I mean that must have just been the coolest experience ever. I can't yeah. even imagine. I probably, I know you had texted me too. I was like, dude, like how did that even happen? You are like, honestly, I have to watch the video because I think I just blacked out. You're yep. like, I don't remember anything.
0: Fully, fully blacked out.
1: Uh, that's so awesome.
0: But would have been a lot more fun had we uh, had we had a chance in the game. But-
1: yeah, why don't you walk us through?
0: I don't really want to walk through the whole game Because it was so unfortunate But uh, I will say Cards were fully unprepared Um, Looked horrible on all facets Couldn't stop the run That came to bite them pretty bad And uh, I mean honestly like just, like, there was really nothing to be happy about. I mean, that was, that was the the overarching message. Like, not a single player you can... Re- the only player who played a good game is J.J. Watt. It's, qu- it's actually okay, the only too. player who had, a, who had a good game. Yeah. So, I mean, there is n- nothing good to take away. The only thing that you can say is that some players who are going to be on the roster next year got a playoff experience, which is valuable, and, like, a lot of great quarterbacks got absolutely smacked in their first playoff game. Yeah. So it yeah. is what it is.
1: Like me personally watching at home, I think that the point, because the cards were in it for sure, and I think in the beginning, the point that kind of changed it was that Kyler stress interception in the end zone that ended yeah. up being a pick six. That, that kind of shifted the whole... That game. ended the game, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 100%. So that was unfortunate, but I also wanted to ask you about your opinions on the Buda Baker-Cam Akers kind of...
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that sucked, but I think... Sorry, I was just looking at back at the play by play. Um I think just glad to know he's okay. He's fine. He just ended up having a, a concussion, which mm-hmm. is like definitely not chill, but he's he's fully healthy and recovered. But yeah, I think that was a pretty scummy move. Like I think it's pretty it's pretty it's an interesting play to just recover from a very serious injury like an Achilles tear and then taunt someone who's like unconscious on the field. I think that's like a pretty interesting character play.
1: Yeah, and I know we had talked about you Got a different view of it, obviously, because you were in the stadium, but on TV, like, just from, again, my, um, you know, experience watching, it looked as if, and, like, the replays they were showing as well, it looked as if he had no idea after the hit, and then, like, kind of did a double take and was like, oh, man, like, I can't believe I just said that, but at the same time, like, like, as I kind of continue to process and think about, like, you know, walking up and saying something, I mean, Buddha had his arms, like, completely locked out, like...
0: I think that's a pretty bad, like, I mean, I don't think that's a pr- I can't, you know what I mean, it's it's so hard, because he easily could have had no idea in the heat of the moment, but definitely not a normal body position with your hands directly up, uh, tense. Yeah, and every football player knows that, like, it, every football player's seen
1: that before, yeah, exactly. so
0: it's, like, it's not. So I think that was a pretty dumb excuse, like, pretty weak excuse, however, uh, I will say that, like, because it's. People were saying the same thing, like from the the uh, broadcasting point of view, like he like freaked out when he realized what what was going on, or felt bad when he realized what was going on. Um, actually, watching it on the field, so I obviously saw Buddha get knocked out, and then that was mainly what my attention was. And then I saw Cam makers walk across him, and I was still looking at Buddha because I was looking at his feet to make sure, like he wanted. I wanted to see that he moved his feet, just like my natural uh, thought process, and then. I looked over and Cam Akers and Odell were like walking back over to like start talking more to the, like start uh, talking more to the Cardinals players and like yelling at them, and they had to get pulled back by their own players to like stop because Isaiah Simmons and uh, Jordan Hicks were going over because it, it, they obviously looked very pissed off. It looked like they were talking, yeah, like they were talking some more, but yeah, think- that was it. Was just lame. Like it was, the whole thing was lame. Yeah, and
1: to your point that you just made too, I know. Like again. What the media kind of showed is that some players, obviously, on the Cardinals team took offense to what Cam Akers did, yeah. and they approached him. I don't know if, you know, him and OBJ walking back was a response to that, or that was just them, you know, yeah. unprovoked. Dang it on. Yeah. yeah. So, who really knows? I'm not saying Cam Akers is a bad guy. I obviously don't know him. I don't know if he actually truly knew that Buddha was, you know, knocked out like that, but... It seemed pretty evident to me. It was least. pretty weak. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to come to a final like conclusion on his his character, but it looked kind of whack for him to be doing that. that yeah, like it
0: cool. was definitely pretty weak. I I would agree. That that's that was my biggest takeaway. But uh, all in all, horrible game. Like nothing.
1: Unfortunate <laughs> game for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, but important. Yeah, it, it was important. Learning experience for sure. Yeah, but I will say that I don't think. Uh, you know what I mean. The game was just like like you said the game was so manageable. When you start your game off, your first four drives are three plays 4 yards in a minute and 10 seconds. A minute and 16 seconds. Three plays minus 1 yard in 59 seconds. Three plays negative 11 yards in a minute and 35 seconds. Three plays minus 1 yard in a minute and 28 seconds. I mean like you dig yourself a hole really quickly. Yeah. And if a team's on and they can start scoring, you're in trouble, uh-huh. but to like even go further, it like I mean, besides a lack of, I mean, just really, really poor play calling on the offensive side. It was like what was what was frustrating is it was uh, we got the ball three and out, and that was like the look. I, I kind of like I was like ah oh, geez, mm-hmm. this this looks rough, especially because on the first drive there was a deep ball to A J Green to about midfield that I thought was in, but he didn't get both feet down. And then we sacked Stafford on third down and get the ball back uh, from a punt. And then on third and 11, on that second drive, Kyler got chased out from, from the end zone. By the way, the field positioning was awful every time. We were starting inside our own 15, 10-yard line yeah. just about every drive. Uh, Kyler like rolled out of the back of the end zone and threw... Uh, like fifty, like fifty-four yards to the uh to a little bit past midfield, and Kirk and Rondell kind of got a little confused. And I swear it was just like wide open. Like if one of yeah. them just committed to the ball, it was a wide open walk-in touchdown. And then from that moment forward, they like they had no rhythm whatsoever. Like could not even get. No one could even get open until yeah. we ended up scoring in like the third quarter when it didn't matter. So. I think you had mentioned to me too. I don't know
1: if you'll agree with what I'm about to say here, but do you think that's kind of um, the product of you guys not really having an OC on your team.
0: Yeah, I think it's like it's pretty frustrating. I think that 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 would be my biggest... Like, if I was in charge of the Cardinals, that would be probably my biggest takeaway, is that the, the, there needs to be an OC to work with Cliff. Yeah. I think, like, he did an interview where someone like, asked him about uh, if he was a coach and he didn't call plays. Like, you know, would he still coach? And he said no. And I don't think that I think that it's like a, there's a misconception that, like, like, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniels, like, you can have an OC as a great play caller, and, like, it doesn't mean that you lose your power. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think Cliff needs to embrace that he, when he's clicking, he can draw up a very, very potent offense that is very hard to stop, stop for a lot of the NFL. However, when he gets in a rut or also just, like, needs a new look when when it's just, like, not working back-to-back drives or even like to start a game and it's a slow start like i think that's when it's important to have a offensive coordinator and specifically in cliff's case cliff's case someone rooted in the nfl and like rooted in nfl offenses to like get you going like run the ball down the middle like let's like let's start you know let's get our line in our in our trenches to start dominating this game and i think that's the issue is cliff says like oh you know we're a running team we want to run the ball and then the run doesn't work in the first in the first drive, and then they start throwing the balls strictly. Yeah, and it's like, well, you only gave it two shots. You know what I mean? 100%, yeah. How you how are you going to judge that based off of two runs that mm-hmm. you went right into the O line? Yeah, we spent way too much time on the Cardinals. No, it's okay. Considering their result, no, 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 it's okay. We can move on though. Yeah. So
1: let's um let's hop to the next because that was the last game, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um. So let's hop to the next
0: week. Uh, what well, that's the divisional round? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, first game. For a good weekend with no Cardinals football. It was, it was a healthy weekend. <laughs> it actually was a very good look, uh, weekend of football. Every um, game was decided by a, game, a game-winning a game play, the last second, with time expiring. That's true, huh? Every single I, game. I didn't even think about the that. The first uh, three games were decided by the away kicker, and the fourth game was decided by a home touchdown. Jeez, that's actually so wild. Mm-hmm. So, Bengals-Titans was the first game, correct? Yeah, let me Let me, before we get into this... Let me ask you this question, okay? Do the NFL overtime rules need to be changed? Thinking about Bills Chiefs that we're thinking that, about. As that's the end, and I want to. Talk, I think we should talk about it before we get there. Um, I think so.
1: I think it's very unfortunate that you can have a player in like an offense like the Bills who had a quarterback who threw for nine touchdowns through two games, which was the most
0: ever through two rounds of the playoffs. And did you know? By the way, did you know the most? Uh, touchdowns thrown in a playoff run is eleven, and he threw nine in two games. Yeah, I mean,
1: he would have for sure. He was smashed at. He would have smashed yeah. the record without a doubt. So, like, to not—I mean, I think as fans, you're losing out, right? Like, yeah. to, to not even be able to see that like elite offense take the field. And one can argue that those were the best two teams in the entire
0: NFL playing each other that night. That's my stance. Yeah,
1: totally. to not be able to see one of those teams take the field to get another the chance to take it down, I think that's very unfortunate. I think you're missing out on football. And, like, I get it, like, like maybe it helps, like, reduce injuries and you don't want your players on the field. You just added a 17th game. Yeah. Like, that just completely makes your argument arbitrary. So, I think, I definitely think they need to take, like, I don't know if college rules, um, they
0: use that kind of format, but they, they need a new format. Yeah, I don't know if college rules is the answer. Right. So, let me preface it by saying that. But even though I love college overtime rules, they're they great. It's college like overtime, yeah. yeah. College overtime rules are great, uh, by far superior. Though. However, at the highest level of football play or any sports play, it is so weak to not give the other team a chance. Yeah, it's lame. It's so lame, like. In the NFL, if you're in the playoffs and you get the ball first in overtime, you should score a touchdown because you're a playoff team, and you should should have that caliber of team to where you score a touchdown and win the game.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's why I think it's kind of dumb, like a a coin toss can have that much importance. Like, it's just
0: luck. Yeah, so, like, I mean, it's weak that at the highest level of play that you can't put your defense out there and actually defend your title. You know what I mean? Defend defend your touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, in the simplest – Cases, it's like you go to a pickup game. I mean, you go play pickup, and someone makes a a three like shooting for teams. Let me match it. You yeah, exactly. I mean? you match it. Yeah. yeah, like or anything like that. It's just that's just how it works. Yeah, and I feel like
1: that. That's what I thought was dumb too. Is people were making the argument. Well, oh, the Bills' defense should have stopped the Chiefs.
0: Well, could the Chiefs have de- like could the Chiefs' defense have stopped the Bills if they got on the field too? Like I I don't know if they could have, but I have I will say just to add on that. Actually, let's keep let's keep it for when we talk. Okay, because I I think that. Let me just say the statement: the Bills' defense for sure lost the game. Like, babe, oh yeah, there's no doubt. Like, I because I I get that take and like you know the Bills' defense should have just stopped him. Like, yeah, the Bills' defense fully collapsed. Mm-hmm. But the argument is more so like when a player like Josh Allen is playing at the highest level you may ever see, you gotta like yeah, give, give a him a chance. Yeah, yeah, put him on the field. Yeah, all right. Let's let's. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. there. So let's, uh, let's take it back. Okay. Bengals Titans. So the one seed who had a buy. Should we talk one season before or after? Let's talk after, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So Titans come in, or the Bengals go into Tennessee,
0: and Brian Tannehill just has a terrible game. I, I so let me let me start this off. Uh I will pull up the slip if I if need be. Uh my first bet of the entire playoffs. Uh I'm sorry, of the entire this entire weekend. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't say that. You, we all know damn well I bet the Cardinals. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh first bet of the entire weekend Ryan Tannehill to throw an interception plus 110 yes first play of the game Ryan Tannehill throws a pick. I was very happy to start this yeah game. that's awesome it was a great start uh Tannehill was awful bet. I bet I bet actually bet the Bengals I thought it was see I didn't think that the Titans were that good all year going into this so I'm, I'm kind of all over the place because I'm trying to think of where I was going into this game I was, like, frantically telling people the Titans are not that good, mm-hmm. and I think it was pretty sad, also, to watch Derrick Henry. Okay, that's what I was going to say, too, because we had
1: talked about, like, you know, just kind of picked which team was going to win, and you had said Bengals, and I went with Titans because I saw that Henry was activated for the game, and he wasn't yeah. even on a minute restriction, so I was like, oh, he, he's fine, he's going to go crazy like he usually does. He just looked slow, he
0: looked lethargic. He just couldn't get the corner. It was kind of a very boring game to watch Derrick Henry run. It was actually sad. It was honestly really sad to watch. I he looked bad. He, look he looked bad. outright bad, and it looked like any replacement level veteran minimum running back probably would have been a lot more effective. Yeah. And that's like, and I was watching the game, and it pretty much like solidified. I mean, I've actually always felt this way, but it like kind of got the conversation going as we were watching. You know. Why would you ever pay a running back? I mean, yeah, this if this is the highest paid running back, why would you ever pay? Like he, he just got a plate put in his foot, which can happen to any player at any moment. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, it's his first game back, but like he looked horrible. He looked yeah. like a, he looked like a totally different player. And to your point, uh, Jonathan Foreman had the most rushing yards with only four carries. Yeah, that was, he, he looked actually really good. Yeah.
1: So I mean, yeah. to your point, like yeah, like any veteran guy could have came in and done better than Henry and one did. You know, yeah, so that's brutal, but uh, <clears throat> kind of flipped to the other side
0: of the ball. Joe Burrow, amazing game, 348 yards, didn't have a touchdown. Didn't know he had that weird interception, uh uh-huh. That was actually a really great play. That was oh, almost a yeah. completion. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to say, back on the Titans, AJ Brown is a
1: very, very uh, good player. Yeah, I was gonna say, him and Jamar Chase kind of had a little uh, receiving, yeah, duele.
0: they're they're dueling. I mean, we'll All four of those receivers. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Like those are four tanks of receivers. Right. Uh, But yeah, that A.J. Brown. I just had to to shout that out. Mm -hmm. Bengals kept it rolling. They played a good game. Like they mean, like you said, Burrow didn't wow us like he has before. Right. Um, But they took care of the ball. Aside from that pick, Mm -hmm. Um, and their defense pretty much won the game, which is like. Really important that you can win in two different, you know, multiple facets, especially mm-hmm. in the NFL.
1: Yeah, Ryan Panhill literally mm-hmm. threw that game away with that pick uh, mm-hmm. late in the fourth quarter, which allowed Bengals to kind of move down the field and get in the field goal range. Um, and I thought it was so funny. Did you see what Joe Burrow said about the Bengals kicker, who is a rookie? What that he, he said, Peterson. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: going to the, the AFC Championship right before
1: he went out to kick it, which is two like decisions. so crazy because you have to imagine that he's a rookie his heart must be racing knowing this is like his first real like playoff clutch moment he could have in his career. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. So good for him.
0: That's pretty awesome. Ridiculous. But um, I think we all know what's up next. Yep. This one might take a second. I got to get this all out. Okay. Literally
1: probably the best game I've ever seen in my life. It made me so happy as a Bears fan to see the Packers go down the way they did.
0: But Uh, um, starting from the beginning pretty boring game pretty slow game. Actually, started off pretty fast, right? I, I loved every bit of it because I knew after the probably starting to get to halftime, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, this, there's just no way. There's, there's no way this game is 7-0 at halftime.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, there's no, there's no way they can't score more than that. And then once the, the Niners got going, or actually once the Niners hit their, the field goal to make it 7-3, I was like, it's over. Well, just, their special teams had a huge impact in this game. What was it? Two blocks? Well, the, the I mean, the special teams won the game. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The punt yeah. block return for a touchdown, uh-huh. and then the 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 uh, blocked field goal, yep. which was off of the. Uh, what was that? That was like a, that was the ball don't lie moment. What happened there? I don't
1: recall.
0: It was like a. Hold on, let me make sure. Let me get this right because the something happened right before that where it was like that's kind of BS. Am I tripping? I don't. I don't. I only, uh, as
1: I had mentioned to you earlier, as I've been with my family in Salt Lake, so I caught the end of the game, but I did not get to watch the beginning. Even though I was tracking it, so I don't know the little. Oh
0: well, I maybe I'm making. Either making something up or there is like, I'm not. I swear I'm not making something up. Anyways, let's we'll continue and I'll come back to it once I find it. But um, I just think something that's so funny about this game too is that.
1: Like, anyone you talk to, especially that's a Packers fan, oh, you don't want to go to Lambeau in the winter, mm-hmm. in January. You don't want to play in Lambeau. It's mm-hmm. cold. Your team won't be able to play there. Well, a team came into Lambeau and beat your MVP candidate quarterback. Um, and I think you were telling me earlier about Aaron Rodgers. I have, how, I have it, yeah. Had a quote. So if you want to play that. Um, By and, the way,
0: I was not tripping. Before halftime, after, the, after Jimmy G's pick, the – uh, Packers moved the ball down to down to the Niners fourteen off of a seventy-five yard pass to Aaron Jones, which is when Rodgers was rolling out right. And he like lobbed one up. And then Rodgers was uh strip sacked by Bosa and it was for sure like it, it was like so it was I can't even remember exactly what happened, but I think it looked like it was the the Niners recovered it and it was really questionable. And they ruled it back and then the Niners hit a kick and it was blocked. I mean the Packers had a kick. I'm yeah, sorry, and then yeah. Crosby had a kick and it was blocked.
1: Which is so awesome.
0: But at any rate, I was thought I was going crazy because I remember a blocked field goal. But Aaron Rodgers in 2019, uh, after losing to home. after losing to the Niners, the last time in the playoffs mm-hmm. in and, the NFC Championship, yeah, no which less. which officially made him one in three in NFC title games.
1: said this before, you know, we got to get one of these at home. It's a different ball game. It's different, you know, playing in uh, 20, 20 degree weather and snow, cold and wind. is a different uh, type of game than playing here.
0: Um. Well, it was not different.
1: Very ironic.
0: Uh, it was not different at all. And quite honestly, Aaron Rodgers did nothing. Hello. Oh, wow, wow. That was <laughs> Sorry, my, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a Verizon ad. Um. But Aaron Rodgers did nothing. He threw for two, like what, two hundred twenty-five yards? Yeah, two hundred twenty-five yards. Okay. And aside from the first drive, which was ten plays, sixty-nine yards in five minutes and thirty-five seconds, the team produced a total of sorry, I'm I have my one hundred ninety yards.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. One
0: hundred ninety yards, and, and this is this is a guy that people say is the best quarterback of all time. And 190 yards, aside from the first drive of the game, and, and zero points the rest of the game for him in a playoff game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you look at Jimmy
1: Garoppolo's stats, too, he only had 131 yards in a pick.
0: I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's been awful this whole stretch. Well, like, But they win games. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah.
1: You think if you saw that stat line, you'd be like, oh, Packers won that game. There's yeah. no way they lose when a quarterback only has 130 yards and an interception. So mm-hmm. it makes it even more wild that uh, – Packers lost at home
0: but yeah Look,
1: such an awesome
0: game. I mean it was great to watch but I, I just think like I it actually it gets me very mad because it, I can't stand that people stay say that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time but like you're talking about a guy who first of all one is he won a Super Bowl 12 years ago so like he won a Super Bowl but let's not act like it wasn't like a whole generation ago yeah Uh You know, like that was that was like the iPhone two, like iPhone three. We were ten. Yeah, exactly. We were were ten years old. Uh, but since then, like I mean, what has he done? He's like he's like, what was it? Uh, seven and nine in the playoffs since he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's a losing quarterback in the playoffs. He's a regular season champ. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, if that's what he if that's what he's cool with, I mean, he throws a lot of touchdowns, doesn't throw many interceptions in the regular season, Mm -hmm. wins a lot of games, Mm -hmm. but like. I think at the end of the day, you've got to stop. Like, it has to come back to him at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why it's funny. I was saying earlier before we started recording, like, notice how there's no talk about Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not – I mean, like, Kyler rightfully so got berated. But, like, no one talks about Aaron Rodgers that he just scored ten points against the Niners in a, a home playoff game. Yeah. When, like, the whole narrative all, all season was, you, like, you know – This Green Bay team is different. You don't want to play Green Bay at home, like you said. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. You don't see anything from the national media
1: outlets. All you see is, like, maybe smaller stuff. People just kind of joking at Aaron. But it's, like you said, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, if you have Kyler, who, of course, didn't have a great game. But then you have Aaron Rodgers, who also, like, just can't seem to buy a playoff win. And nothing's
0: being said about it. Like... It makes no sense. Well, the, yeah, and the issue is like my my joke, which I'm about to rattle off the the second the Super Bowl ends. Uh, I've been planning on it. It's it's a great it's a great tweet. Will probably blow up. Uh, <laughs> new off season, new Aaron Rodgers excuse about a drop. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty cool. good. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting because now it's well, it's kind of already going back to the whole the Packers don't have enough weapons, you know, besides the best wide receiver in the football and, like, a, a really good committee running back group. Right, yeah. um, but, it's just, it's funny how it, every offseason it comes back to something. It's either their defense is horrible, mm-hmm. they just had what, a top five defense, yep. if I'm not mistaken? They had a great defense. Um, I mean, an all-pro corner yeah, know, Rasul Douglas, who played, like, seven games for them in a regular season. and Not to mention Jairix, Alexander, yeah, who's he, fantastic. Uh, so, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like now, I'm seeing on Twitter after the the uh, Packers' loss, and it's like, here are the seven, you know, elite. It's like seven, all, like Pro Bowl wide receivers that the Packers passed up on in the top 100 picks in the last seven years. It's like, congrats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody's passed on a player. Oh yeah. Like, think about how I feel. Every, every team passed on Tom Brady. Like, mm-hmm. awesome. What do you? I mean, what do you want to say? Yeah. So, I just think it's. It's just stupid. It, I think it's stupid that, for some reason, he's the one player that kind of gets held to a different standard. And It's yeah. like all the excuses written for him.
1: No, 100%. I think it was funny. I don't know if you saw this, but after the game, he was just saying, like, how he thought it was funny that everyone wanted him to lose because he wasn't vaccinated and everyone thought he was a bad guy. And I was like, dude, no one thinks that. Everyone just wants you to lose because you're just, like, the worst
0: human being ever. Dude, I, like, like, I, I couldn't care less about your vaccination status. Yeah, I mean... Like, I, I just don't want to, like... <laughs> my thing is is like with Aaron Rodgers specifically is and it has to do with like the, the lack of talking you know the, the lack of people wanting to, to criticize him is yes like Kyler Murray played a whole, and I'm just making the base analogy of Kyler Murray purely because it's in my head and I'm very depressed still um, Kyler Murray lost in the playoffs and is getting tarnished all over any, anyone is saying is tarnishing Kyra Murray and Cliff Kingsbury
1: mm-hmm.
0: understandably he played a horrible game uh, way worse than Rodgers did I totally get it uh, Rodgers plays continuous horrible games or, or no, I shouldn't say horrible games he plays continuous underperforming games and they lose in the playoffs never gets any hate I get it Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl Kyra Murray is in like his third year in the NFL but I never said Kyra Murray was the greatest player of all time yeah. You know what I mean? People yeah. are saying that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. I never said that about it. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying that about Kyler. Like, if you're going to say someone's the greatest player of all time, like, dig into him. Ky- Brady gets digged into sure for, so. for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Brady gets clowned on for losing two Super Bowls to the Giants and losing to the Eagles. It's like, but he's the greatest, you know yeah. what I mean? Because he takes the criticism. But. And at the end of the day,
1: When you look at Brady, at least he was making it to the Super Bowl. Like, Rodgers can't even say that, you know? I mean,
0: Brady, I mean, I I don't even entertain the the comparisons between Brady and Rodgers, but I just think it's funny.
1: No, yeah, and it was, I think, poetic justice that a former Bear, longtime Bear, Robbie Gould, knocked out the Packers in the playoffs and hopefully is going to send Aaron Rodgers to the AFC, which I'm very, very, very hopeful is going to happen. We'll see, though, because they just signed uh, Hackett, right? But yeah, then, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get
0: into that. Yeah, after after we talk s- the conference championship. But yep. my last statement on Aaron Rodgers: uh, eleven and ten in the playoffs in his career. So not great. There you go. But, Over five hundred, but not great. <laughs> exactly. There. Well, there you go. But, but um, um,
1: next game would be Rams Bucks, which, I mean, was kind of like going. It was a bad game, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> going right in every single way for the Rams, and then. As soon as you like kind of close your eyes and think that the Bucks are done, here comes Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. A little too late on that yeah. comeback attempt, but it made for a more entertaining game at the end in the fourth quarter, at least.
0: Well, the thing is, is like a little too late on the comeback attempt. However, like the Bucks had every chance to win that oh, game, the, yeah. the Rams gave them infinite opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, the Rams they're a good team, they're and, and they've shown that they can, you know, beat the, the, the best in the NFL. However, these collapses at the end of games—it's it, not something I would be too happy about mm-hmm. if I were—if I had interest in the Rams winning the Super Bowl, which I surely do not. Um, but <laughs> all I'm going to say, I think that that's something to watch because Look. I think that that—I mean—that Bucks team objectively was not anywhere near full strength, oh, and, they, yeah. and they played a bad game to start. Pretty—I'd be a little worried, even though like obviously they're in the conference championship. Not not to take it away from them, but. I think it's 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 interesting to say the least, but Stafford coming up big at the end was that was yeah that was that was, was cool for him huge
1: huge play but like like you were saying I think like especially in the playoffs you can only do that so many times and keep getting away with it you know mm-hmm. especially like you mentioned again uh, I mean Tampa Bay was, has been ripped apart in their wide receiver core their DB core mm-hmm. um, you had mentioned like even their O line was getting kind of thrashed I think Worfs didn't play in that game correct So yeah, like, I didn't I mean. Without Werfs and some other key members to no that, no Godwin, like, yeah, yeah, like it's just gonna be. It should have been a cakewalk for the Rams, and it was to start, but they, I think they got comfortable, and that's when the
0: twenty-seven to three, yeah,
1: exactly, and that's when the Bucks started to come back. So,
0: yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup's crazy. Cooper Cup,
1: I mean, we've said so much about him this season, deservedly so, and he has continued to play well even in the playoffs. So, exactly, but there, there really isn't much to say about this game other than. Rams just really have to be careful and maintain the leads if they get up on teams.
0: Yep. Let's let's wrap it up with the best game I think I might have ever seen. I yeah. honestly can't believe I watched it.
1: I'm upset about this one because I... So I was in Salt Lake this past weekend and had to fly back um, and was missing watching this game as I drove back to Tempe after my flight. So... Um, very unfortunate. I didn't get to see it with my own eyes, but shout out to my dad who was on the phone with me, giving me a play-by-play of the game as I drove. And from what I heard, at least it seemed to be like the most insane game ever.
0: It was for, as a man who watched the game with my own eyes. <laughs> I will say it was the most bizarre. The bizarre is not even the right. Like bizarre can't even you know take into words what I just what we. Like what happened? It was ridiculous. It, none, none of it made sense. It is. Starting from when the Chiefs went up twenty three to fourteen, it was like, okay, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, happens. Uh-huh. Uh, Gabriel Davis, by the way, he played the game of his life. Dude, that was insane. the most most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, Seventy five yard pass on the first play to, to go make it right back to twenty three twenty one. That's when I sat up in the couch and I was like, okay, I got to <laughs> put my phone down. I was like, this is I I can't be messing around anymore. Uh, the Gabriel Davis next touchdown to give them the lead to which they go for two and get it that's when i was like oh my god this is this is this is entering Josh Allen's like you know emergence as the, as the yeah. big dog little did i know that there was a Tyreek Hill breakaway touchdown coming uh, followed by uh, like a 75-yard 30-second drive from the bills and then all capped off with Whatever the hell happened on that last Chiefs drive? Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Like that 13 seconds had. As have, have you gone back and watched it? By the way, I uh-huh, have. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the last drive though? Um, like the, the I think so. Yeah, the yeah, Tyreek yeah. Hill and then the Travis Kelsey yeah. to set him up. That's just like, and like I said, in terms of the Bills losing in the game, like I'm not, I'm not breaking any news to anyone by, by just telling you like. I don't know how the hell they did not stop Travis Kelsey on that last play. Well, did you did you see, like, uh, he was mic'd up in what he was saying? Yeah. Tyree, he, was, he told Tyreek It seems wide right open, yeah, and yeah. And then
1: he told Patrick, like, okay, I'm going to go here yeah. throw me the ball. He basically orchestrated that
0: by himself. He was like, A-10. Yeah, A-10.
1: <laughs> he was like, like Kelsey, do <laughs> do
0: it. Do it. <laughs> oh, that was also, like, when I watched that, because I didn't believe it. When I, when I, when I was watching, I didn't believe it. How is Patrick Mahomes saying... Do it, Kels. Do it, Kels. And there's and it's like, all right, timeout. Yeah. Three guys, get, <laughs> yeah. go, get on him. Yeah. Like, I, how do you not hear that? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he shouldn't have been open anyways. He's Travis Kels, like yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. So like, you got to guard the man. But to hear the quarterback tell yeah. him to yeah. do something
0: and you just like let him get open, like that's ridiculous. It was it was so stupid. In 13 seconds, yeah. nonetheless. Exactly. It was only right for him to to catch the game winning touchdown. But yeah, mm-hmm. I will say I, I firmly agree with with what you started off with. I think this was, I think these were the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm going to kind of just like throw up a bunch of words at everybody. Uh, two best teams in the NFL. I think that Josh Allen has emerged to that truly top tier of quarterback play. I think that he's yeah. he's a very very different player. Um, I think that. The Bills have to be devastated. I, I really don't know what you can think after that. I mean, you did everything you really could have, at least on the offensive front. I don't right. know what, what else you could have done to win that game. But, you know, most importantly, I think that kind of goes to show you that we're pretty blessed with Patrick Mahomes. I think that that was my biggest takeaway. I think Mahomes is, is just – his his. I think how calm he stays, first of all, he never looks – Whatsoever.
1: Well, did you see his uh? You know what a whoop band is? No. Kind of, it's like one of those fitness bands that track your heart rate and everything. His heart rate was so low when they were in those final drives. It only spiked when the Bills would score. Really? Yeah. Like he, if I can find it, I'll I'll show you a photo. But he literally, like, it's insane how comfortable he was, like, on the field yeah. in those big situations. I don't
0: get it. Like, it, it makes no sense. He's so calm, and like he's, I mean. Like, everybody's seen him play before I don't need to break it down to you I just think that it's pretty ridiculous that we go from being able to watch Tom Brady who obviously is the best quarterback of all time and then we get to see Patrick Mahomes just the, the pure talent is, is outrageous so the NFL's in good shape with a lot of these young quarterbacks yeah and that, that's
1: another thing I was going to say the AFC especially I mean, it's, we were talking about that this morning yeah, the AFC it, is stacked they're going to have good quarterback play for I mean next 10 years 15 yep. years it's going to be very fun to see. I mean, you're going to have. I hope that we get another matchup, like Chiefs Bills again. And I mean, maybe the Chargers will start to emerge. Um, I mean, the Ravens with Lamar. Uh, you could list you could endless guys, really. Um, like Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. So it, it's going to be very, very fun to watch football in yeah. uh, the AFC,
0: especially for the Knicks. Aaron Rodgers decade. in Denver, Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> All these legends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that was I tried my best to to analyze what just happened in that game. However, th- that was very difficult. Just the two best teams. Mm-hmm. That should have been the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They should just run. They should just run that game back. Best two out of three, and that should be the Super Bowl. And then the Niners and Rams should play for a consolation. <laughs> That'd be so funny, but oh, uh, but, but what I do want to say? Uh, what I think we should talk about. Before we get into the conference championship preview, right, is the number one seeds. So, mm-hmm. there was that stat I so said I told you uh, before we recorded that this was I believe it was like the what was it was like the first. It was like the first conference championship in the Super Bowl era, or something like that. That no team had a buy. It was like something along those lines. I don't know if it was the first, or it was it was something along the lines of basically, if you have the if you have a buy to start the playoffs, you pretty much are one of those teams are going to the uh, to the conference championship. Yeah. But also, that was when two teams got the buys. So I think that there is obviously there is inherently more opportunity. For the, the team with the bye to go to the conference championship, right. but in, in this case, we had both teams. In the Titans' case, kind of like it was, I, I thought it was like kind of random that they were the number one seed. Uh, the Packers more so like a, thought of as a, a dominant home team. Didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Seemingly like, like did not affect the game. I mean, I just thought it was like sort of interesting. Yeah. Something to note that I wanted to, to bring light to, because I truly am a believer that you don't need to have a bye, even though I think it's I think it's for sure helpful. I think you don't need to have a bye, and I don't think you need to have home field advantage to go to the Super Bowl. What's we'll yeah.
1: up? Didn't we also talk about that, I think, on a different pod too? Because like, we were talking about the Cardinals and how, how important that was to them, and I think
0: um, we kind of mentioned that. Or you had mentioned that. You didn't think it was that important back then as well. I, I think we might have as well. I mean, obviously, coming off the Bucs, who played all, all road games and won the Super Bowl. Right. I just, I don't know. Last data that I, I, I have to throw in, though, is uh, Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. That's
1: so wild. Yeah. That's very, very wild to think about.
0: The only time he has not been an arrowhead for a playoff game is the Super Bowl.
1: Someone has to stop that, man. Yeah.
0: Someone's got to stop that, man. I mean, there will be it. some suitors <laughs> to stop him. Let's go. Uh, little we'll conference championship before we wrap it up? Yeah. So, Super Bowl. Unfortunately, let's just start off with Super Bowl pick. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're we gonna say NFC first. Or just like, just pay, pay, make your pick. Who, who's the Super Bowl? Matchup? Is
1: this who I want to be in, or who I realistically think? Who, who you realistically think? Okay, is okay, okay,
0: okay. All right. Are you? I mean, I. Mine's Niners. Uh, Niners. Chiefs. Mine's Rams. Chiefs. So, kind of counting the Bengals out, I,
1: if I picked who I want to be in there, I'd say Bengals.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Bengals in the Super Bowl would be very fun. I, I personally do not think they have a chance. I'm setting myself up to, to eat my words there. Uh, I think that it's, it's the Chiefs game.
1: I, I think we both kind of agree that the Chiefs are in the best position to win the Super Bowl. I think... I mean, just roster-wise and just, like, how they've been playing, especially, so.
0: I think it's their Super Bowl to lose, personally.
1: Sure. Yep, I completely agree with that. Now
0: we're getting a little too aggressive. Now the Bengals are going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, but what do you think about these games, real quick?
1: Um, I don't know. I think San Francisco's an ethical run. It's just going to come to an end, eventually. I think uh, the defense that the Rams are going to put out there is really going to mess with Jimmy G, and I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball that effectively. Although, I say this, and they've just beat him uh, fairly recently. so And like many people have noted, Shanahan has McVay's number when it comes to these games. Never uh, lost. Never lost. So I'm going to pick the Rams just because I think that they're going to kind of end this reign that the Niners have been having. Um, although it would be kind of cool to see a Chiefs and Niners rematch in the Super Bowl. Um, but I think Stafford's is going to be too much for him. Um, he's kind of been hot as of late. Um, yeah that's just kind of my thought on that game I don't know what you because you have the Niners obviously
0: I actually am going the, the total opposite direction and I think that this is this is setting up for the uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo is like the, the the guy everyone clowns on you know doesn't really put up numbers that will wow you at all and then there's like Stafford who everyone loves and has you know seemingly claimed to be like a superstar that they've always had like always loved but I think this this is the type of game where where Stafford, I think, implodes. That's, that's a strong mean, word. That's a strong word, but I think this is the game where where Stafford might uh Let me uh, actually let me simple it down. Stafford will have more turnovers than Garoppolo, Than Jim wow. Garoppolo. That that is that is how I view this kind of game. I mean it could Go happen out. because I know I've said in the past too that I wasn't so sure
1: the Niners would win or not excuse me, the Rams would win some of their earlier playoff games just because Stafford at the end of the season was struggling with his turnovers. Yep. He was struggling heavily so and
0: I mean especially in that game against the Niners so maybe uh, that'll kind of come back to haunt him. I, I think this is yeah I think this is the uh, gonna just be like the ironic um, maybe the ironic uh, Jimmy G takes care of the ball and looks very efficient and Stafford uh, kind of falls over his, himself a little bit but
1: yeah, definitely could happen.
0: Maybe some bias in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> some, I don't know. Some divisional bias? By the way you know what I realized is like so I hate the Seahawks more. The Seahawks by far, like, I hate them the most. But internally, when I thought about it, like, what I genuinely care about, I actually hate the Packers more than I hate the Niners and the Rams. That's crazy. So, like, I theoretically should have hoped that the Packers won. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just I couldn't. I had to root for the Niners. That, that's very weird to think about because, I, honestly, I
1: don't really have any bias against many other teams outside of the NFC North. But like, I guess the Packers are just kind of universally hated.
0: I just think they're a spoiled franchise. They are. They've had like forty-five years of super, like, of of franchise quarterback play, and, yeah. the, and they like moan when anything doesn't go their way. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just win more? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. Would Let you me want simplify me? it for you. <laughs> like, just win more Super Bowls. I don't know what you want me to say. Like. I'm sorry all your Super Bowls are from, like, the first ten years of the of the Super Bowl era. Yeah, yeah. In, like, the 60s and 70s. I'm sorry. And to your point, you've had, like, two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I, I, like, back-to-back.
1: Back. So you should have won a lot more than you have. But whatever. I can't say much because they're always stomping on us. Yeah, but... But, um, okay, so now looking at the, the AFC title game. Obviously, we agreed Chiefs are going to win. What do you think is gonna be the biggest factor for the Bengals to help them overcome the
0: Chiefs offensive parade? Can you stop it? I think you can actually, and I think if if uh, Honey Badger doesn't play, then True. I think that the Bengals have a very good shot uh, of specifically disrupting the, the secondary or messing with the secondary, making, it, making life hard on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this—I this, mean, this could easily be a Jamar Chase takeover game. I mean, did, did you see the play against the Titans where he caught the ball mm-hmm. and the, the two guys like pretty much pinched him and he just like yeah. right, made like a little like U shape and just got out of everything. Um, yeah, I, I I would really like to see the Bengals make this a game, and I would like to see Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Joe Mixon get going, but and I th- and I think they very easily can. I just think that the what's really gonna matter is a are they a little starstruck when they start playing the game a little like you're like wow we're like actually playing the chiefs to get into the super bowl and b is is it just like a little too much you know what i mean and and that kind of goes hand in hand with a but is the the firepower the chiefs just a little too much we're like one mistake just really puts them in a hole that they can't get out of and it just becomes a you know an uphill battle the whole game yeah i I think that's the issue with teams like the chiefs too if you can't
1: match the scoring output you're done for yeah and i think personally the only way that the Bengals are going to be able to do that because like you mentioned great great young wide receiver core pretty good running back and mix in um but in my mind the only way that they're going to be able to do that is they need to somehow protect joe burrow because against the Titans, he was sacked nine times, mm-hmm. which I think it says he was the third quarterback in NFL history to be sacked nine times in a playoff game. So I don't think they're going to go very far against the Chiefs if they are having to get off the field because he's being sacked consistently. You know, I would agree. So I think that's my biggest key for them. I think the offense will start to roll if they can protect him, but that's been you know the challenge for them all season because mm-hmm. he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah,
0: exactly. I uh, I can't wait to watch both these games.
1: Yeah, they're going to be pretty good games. I'm I'm excited. I hope they're more so competitive. Yeah. rather than one-sided obviously, like oh, we've yeah. been mentioning the past or the fir- the very first week was very very kind of boring
0: to watch, but I think we're going to get some good games out of it. Especially because the Bengals did beat the Chiefs this year. They did. Already had. So I thought it was pretty funny that the uh, the Rams did. They tried to make that policy for their tickets. Did you see that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I think they're they're scared out of their mind. They probably are. But that's like, just like how can you do that? I don't know, but there's going to be so many Niners fans there. There's just like, there's so many more Niners fans in California than Rams fans. It's it's going to be really really funny to see. I can't wait. Honestly, a lot of red. Yeah, I actually can't wait. A lot of red. I really I mean if the Niners are in the Super Bowl, the Cardinals are in the Super Bowl for all practical purposes. <laughs> I mean 2-0 against them. Beat them with a backup quarterback. Yeah, it's nice to think those things as fans. Helps you, <laughs> helps you sleep at night for sure. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wait, before we I totally realized before we end this, um let's talk about the the uh the head coaching carousel a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because something specific today happened that I feel like you should uh you should talking about
1: yeah so in the past week I think like two days ago we hired our GM uh, Ryan Poles who from what I, I didn't know much about him I don't know if very many people know, knew much about him um, I've heard a lot of good things about him I think um, he was also on the top of many people's lists uh, for the opening GM positions mm-hmm. um, so I'm very happy to have him uh, and he was a former bear for like a couple weeks before we cut him which is pretty cool, but uh, I think he's going to be really good. Former players at home kind of know the game more than just kind of like a yeah. Ryan Pace, who's more of a businessman, you know. Um, and then this morning, I woke up to a notification saying that we hired the Indianapolis Colts DC, Matt... Iberflus? Yeah, I'm not even going to try to say his yeah. last name. It's pretty tough for me still. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I liked it a lot. Me personally... I think I wanted an offensive coordinator just cuz I'm so focused on getting Fields developed and him becoming a good quarterback. But it's kind of funny cuz now as I think about it, our past two hires that were OCs were absolutely terrible. Like mm-hmm. Matt Nagy and then also Rod Marinelli. So, I uh
0: I would see I would not be deterred as a uh, as a Bears fan strictly because he's a defensive-minded coach. I think at the end of the day, you got to get the best leader as mm-hmm. a as a head coach and like I've said to you, um, this is a guy, and he's bringing over the linebacker coach. I forget what his name is. This is a guy; these are guys that developed Darius Leonard and really, really turned the Colts around. I mean, their defense has been pretty, you know, high quality for the past two seasons at least. So, I would be very happy. And I mean, these guys—they developed Darius Leonard, like I said. and Now they get Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack, and they get a front four, you know, led by Akeem Hicks, who's coming off a career year where yeah and, and where they can first of all start generating a lot of pretty unique pressures with those linebackers yeah. but irifuce's thing just because I'm, I'm a little i'm a little i'm a little uh, in on it because of of carl's fanhood of the colts uh is he's not a big rusher at all um likes to try and get pressure with four i mm-hmm. think you know Keem Hicks is is a great defensive centerpiece to if you want to do something mm-hmm. like that However, I know you also said that the Bears' current DC likes to blitz a lot. Sean Desai, heavy blitzer. He's very aggressive. Um, he learned from Vic Fangio. I think that's a great mix. I think that it's important to have balance, and especially where you have the, the, that being uh, Ibraflus, who, who has developed players successfully. But um, as, a, as a random comment, you don't really see teams much. Keep a coordinator and clear house. It's kind of weird. That, that's what I was
1: going to say. I guess we're going to see as time progresses if, like, Sean Desai does stay yeah. um, as our defensive coordinator, because I've heard talk that they might try to pick up other people already, which, like, completely understandable. Yeah. Um, personally, I wouldn't be mad if Desai stayed. Like, he did very well last year for his first year as a defensive coordinator, and he's worked his way up through the Bears organization for, like, the past 15 years. So it's really cool to have him up there and have yeah. him have so much success. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm trying to like kind of mute my yeah. excitement a little bit just because, you know. You got to
0: see the OC. Yeah,
1: exactly. You have to see that first. And then also, just like Matt Nagy was so good for one year. Yeah. And then he just wasn't. So it's very weird. But we are running it back with our GM Ryan and our head coach Matt. We're running it back with Ryan and Matt, which is kind of
0: weird. That's kind of, I mean, like it, it's almost unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they, uh, <laughs> they changed the narrative a little bit. Um,. What was I gonna say? And then on the other front of of head coaching hires, which by the way, I would be very happy if I was a Bears fan. Um, uh, sorry, I saw Fields trending on Twitter, and I thought like Justin Fields got arrested. It was was, you was, was not the case. The uh, but um, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers OC, just got hired to the Broncos today. Yep. Uh, seems like they might just be uh, might just be selling out for Rodgers. Hey, I I'm all for it. To get him out of the NFC
1: North and the NFC in general, I, it made me so happy. And um, I think they they have a good defense there. They have nice young weapons. I think that would be a good spot for him to kind of end his career, kind of like Peyton Manning did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we kind of referenced it earlier, but that division's quarterback play would be ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous. It would division. be so
0: stacked. It would be so terrible. To play. I think that's something that he has to consider. Yeah. Hundred percent, you do. Do you want to play? Do you want to play Kansas City twice? Like, I don't know. I'll tell you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't love to. But like, I mean, maybe I mean playing the Raiders twice is probably not that bad of a gig. Right. Playing exactly. the Chargers twice is probably not that bad of a gig. Mm-hmm. But those are just three really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, on the other front, who also got
1: hired? Why am I blanking? Uh, I know that the Vikings hired a GM, Quayshon Adolfo Mensah.
0: Yeah, and that. But did another head coach get hired? Am I tripping?
1: Uh. Byron left, left, which was getting looked at for the Jags job, but yeah. they're also looking into Vic Fangio now. Um, I know Dan Quinn stayed with the Cowboys this morning. He decided to go back
0: and oh, getting well, head. And then Sean get, Payton left. There you go. And then Sean—that's oh, what I was thinking. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Payton. I don't think he retired. I think he's. T- I think he's back next year. But seems like he's gone for the for the time being. And. Uh, They just requested an interview with, uh, Byron Lefwich Lefwich and ooh, I'm forgetting the other guy. And at any rate, so, so much, so many, too many names, too many teams. Yeah. Way too many. I mean, like we had,
1: had been saying, there's so many teams looking for head coaches, so many teams looking for new starting quarterbacks. It's kind of crazy. The league next year is going to look a lot different, um, which is always good. It's going to be entertaining, um, but I know one thing for sure is that the Saints are not going to be good <laughs> next year at all. They are not going to be good. So that should be interesting to watch. But, um, yeah, we've covered a lot today.
0: We've been all over the place. We, we
1: I, took a little break because I was going out of town. Jack was obviously in L.A. And our crossover just kind of didn't work, so we weren't able to get a podcast out. But we covered as much as we could today.
0: We covered as much as we could. We have a... We have a uh, an interesting idea for our next podcast. So just stick with us, and uh, we'll, we promise we'll get you one to, uh, before the Super Bowl. <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, stay tuned. But yeah. uh, I'm still gonna say Go Cards to, to end the episodes, even though it hasn't been very fun to, to say it these past couple weeks.
1: And I think I could say Go Bears now, yeah. just because we got a whole new situation brewing.
0: It's a little sunnier. Yeah, exactly. All right, Go Cards.